0: One. Good morning, everybody.
1: Morning.
0: Good turnout today. This is fabulous. Um, somebody go do that. Has it been? Ah, John's got you. <laughs> nice. Um, welcome to Adult Bible Study at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church. For those of you who don't know, we record these. We do actually post them as a podcast. Um, so just know that you know. Tapes on. So, um, I'm Pastor Longman. Glad to see all of you here today. We're kicking off something new today, um, beginning with the Red Letter Challenge. So, if you haven't already, I encourage you to grab a copy of the book. You don't need it right this minute. You're okay. Um, but they're in the narthex. Grab a copy of the book. It has in the front cover stuffed in, and you can thank Tabby for these. Um, a reading guide that tells you exactly what we're reading on what day, so that you can keep up with where you are. Um, so. We will begin reading in this actually on Wednesday. And once we start, there's a reading for every day, okay? But because of the way it's laid out to get to 40 days exactly, because that's like some important number or something. um, It is, you all know that, right? Uh, (laughs) We start on Wednesday. We've got five days of kind of introductory material. And then next Monday, you'll begin reading the challenges each day. Um, So that's why we start on Wednesday. So you've got a little bit of time to grab your book and that sort of thing We will be covering the material in the Bible study the same stuff that you're going to do in small groups Don't let that stop you from being part of a small group, please Um, Get connected to a small group because your discussions will be different the support that you'll receive will be different and more personal and specific to your situations and your discussions and, and, and you know everywhere you go with it will be different we'll go down different rabbit holes, <laughs> right? <laughs> there you go. So, so please join a small group. We are doing, the point and the reason that we did it in the Bible studies too is because we wanted the whole congregation pointed in the same direction at the same time, um, just to kind of get us all focused on the same thing. So it's a neat opportunity to do that. I'm curious to know, based on what you know so far about the Red Letter Challenge, are you interested, are you intrigued? What do you hope to get out of it? People, people. Okay, tell me more about that. How do you mean? Uh, Paul and I have been leaders in uh,
1: small ministry in our previous church. Um, we have decided to make it fun. And we have called and talked to the uh, young couple that own the Ponytown winery. And they're excited. Uh, They like to be a community outreach, and we have um, room for up to 15 uh, or more. They just said if you get to 15, just let us know. Uh, Food, uh, wine, beer, um, bring the kids, there's a playground, come, enjoy. We're going to be out on the porch to start while the weather's nice, and then we get to go inside. In a nice little warm room. You know, we'll have the DVD, and it's gonna be. I agree.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I couldn't have said it better myself.
1: To make this also fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Please come. So, for those of you who don't know, this is Paul and Roberta Belvy. Um, um,
1: negotiable we've said 6 30 but if we need to move up that's fine too yeah well, there you said. this is on thursdays so we thought thursdays weren't wasn't uh on the board so we said that's, this looks like a day when good. people who can't come on the other days might be able to come out it's on barrington road in spring and on We're the edge of Springdale. down i'm talking town. Town. It's actually okay.
0: So, y'all have room in your group yet? You've got room in your group yet, right?
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. 100%. Okay. I know y'all are hosting a group. You're almost full. Who else is hosting a group? Dave and Christy are. Um, you got room in yours yet? Maybe two more. Okay. Who else is hosting a group? Maxine is hosting one at her home, and Pastor Spencer's leading. Um, you got room in your group? Have you looked at the list? Got room for four or six. Four or six more? Okay, good. Who else is hosting? Anybody? So all the groups are out on the bulletin board in the narthex. Um, join one, seriously. Because part of what we're trying to accomplish is as, as Holy Trinity grows, and you have seen it, it, we're growing, right? It's harder and harder for everybody to know everybody. Um, and I've had many people comment to me, you know, I come to church and there's people I don't even know who they are which is awesome and a little bit terrifying at the same time. So, and it's terrifying not just for us who have been here for a while, but it's terrifying for those people who are just coming in trying to find their place, okay? So small groups is a piece of that to create community within the community where you've got a small group of people that you get to know well and that, that are praying for you and you're praying for them and you're kind of walking this Christian life together. It is a huge blessing. If you haven't done small groups, trust me on this. If you have, you know what I'm talking about, okay? So the small groups is a big piece of this because we get to kind of do everything together. Um, what do you, I'm curious to know what you think the outcome of this will be. What do you think God's going to do over the next 40 days?
1: <laughs> so make this-
0: Ooh! (laughs) Wow, you went straight to law. (laughs) It might, it might. I mean, I think that's an honest assessment that we might hear some of of Jesus' words and go, ooh, I haven't done that. You know what? Yeah, right? You know what, though? Jesus came to deal with that. And all of that is forgiven the blessing is that we also now get to go forth strengthened by christ to do the things that are in here And and what we're looking at are his words It's called the red letter challenge because it's about jesus words in the bible, which are often printed in red letters Um, So yeah, I think he's going to do some neat stuff What I what I think is we may feel a little bit convicted But we also may feel empowered and we may feel blessed to to actually do the things that jesus encourages us to do Um, all right, Here's the. right, you're gonna hear this in your small groups too and it probably applies more there, but um, we're gonna make a promise together. Our group promise, and it's this. Um, I will be on time and I will, I will show up with my whole heart. So everybody is in it, okay? The second thing is we understand that the group is 100% confidential. This applies particularly to your small groups that you can share safely within the group. Whatever is shared in the group stays in the group, okay? Um, I will respect other group members by participating openly and speaking honestly without dominating the discussions. Um, We we practice that in here and we're good at it. So we'll do that also in your small groups. Um, I will not try to fix people, preach a sermon, or give unsolicited advice. Take that for whatever you think it means. (laughs) But it it is primarily around the idea of encouraging and supporting one another. When I share in the group, I will share primarily about myself and not about others. That may or may not be a way of avoiding breaking the eighth commandment. Talk about ourselves. We don't talk about other people. Um, Finally, I will trust God to work in all of us as we live out the red letters of Jesus together. Because ultimately, everything that we're doing here is empowered by Jesus. He's the one who's moving us to do these things and enabling us to do them. It is the Holy Spirit moving in each of us. So we look to him, we trust in him to carry us through all of it. So those, you're gonna talk, you'll make that promise within your small groups too, okay? So, So what what, do you wanna get out of this? What do I wanna get out of this? I, I think, for me, so, you get my weekly e-blasts, right? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed there's a verse at the top of every one of them? Mm-hmm. Romans 10:17, for faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of God. Mm-hmm. My goal for this year has been to get more people into the Word of God. To get us more into Bible study, into God's Word, to spending time in it devotionally and also in, in study. And, and I think one of the things that happens with the whole congregation focused in on this thing is it, is it brings more people to the word of God. And it brings us to that. I'm, I'm pointing at this because this is my Bible. But it brings people to the words that have power to form us and to build us up as, as children of God. And so for me, what I hope comes of it is that people come to find the joy and the power of being in the word of God regularly. That's, that's my mission for it. Y'all can tell others, too.
1: Anyway. I was telling, I guess, one of my sisters about this book, and she says, you know, there's a lot of different, different ones, not just the challenge, but there's... Yeah,
0: so, so this was the initial one. This guy, Zach Zender, who is an LCMS pastor. Um, I think he's in Indiana. Um, this was his initial challenge, but he has since come out with several challenges beyond it. Um, so, you know, depending on how this goes, maybe next year we do the next challenge and see how that goes. Um, he's a neat guy and ask, ask any of our youth who went to the youth gathering what they think of Pastor Zender. Because they know him because he was the main presenter at the mass events at the youth gathering this year. Um, so they've kind of gotten to know Pastor Zender and they, they, uh, I think they like him. Neat guy. Okay, any other questions about that? So what's the most challenging thing that you have ever been through or done in your life? Anybody wanna share a story? I will. Yeah, go ahead.
1: The hardest thing that I've ever done in my life was to put my 16-year-old daughter into drug treatment, residential. Wow.
0: Yeah. And
1: I I did the right thing, I did what... Could only have been done under right. circumstances, but
0: that's loving her in a way that's really hard to do, though, isn't that? it? Oh,
1: it
0: was so hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's understandable. Now, was the outcome positive and good? Both. Good. Okay, I love that. she
1: was, she was really really good for a long time, and then she met a man, and it all went downhill. Yep. And now she is clean she's been clean for years yeah good. she works every day cool and she's a love
0: of my life awesome So. awesome yeah that's a that's a remarkably challenging thing to deal with for you and also for her though yeah. addiction is tough to kick she
1: went in kicking and screaming i'll tell you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: but that you know that's that's one of those things that gets solved also in with community support I mean it's not you don't do that by yourself you do that with a lot of help from a lot of people who walk the road with you um, to help you get through that and to recover that's Wow okay well we'll see now nobody else is gonna have anything (laughs) that measures up to that (laughs) anybody else something hard that you've been through yeah Roberta
1: And resist the system to honor my my mother's wishes for a natural death, mm. a supportive, uncomfortable death with no technology. And that was tough. yeah, but
0: my nephew and my sister and myself, we did it. Wow. Well, that's, you know, underlying that, I think, and you can expand on it, but I think underlying that is a trust in God that he's going to handle it and carry it where it needs to go. Um, I, I, I went through something kind of like that with my father-in-law. Um, he, had, he had major heart failure and he was on a ventilator and when we talked to the doctors about, you know, what do we do next, they had a lot of technological solutions, right? none of which would probably lead to a cure Um, but there was a doctor involved um, as we were talking about do we remove life support or you know what do we do there who said you know when we asked you know how long might this take he goes I can't tell you that he said I'll be perfectly honest he goes he goes we're not in control of that and and it was one of those things where I could look at him and say yeah I know that I know who is in control of that but I appreciated him being honest and upfront about that but to 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 just leave that in God's hands is a challenging thing to do, but also a blessing. I wish to share with you that
1: there's a fine line between treatment and torture. Yeah. And be, pray before you say, I want everything done. Because everything done is a lot more than you can conceive. Cool. Thank you for sharing.
0: Anybody else want to share? Okay. One of mine started with, um, with me coming up to my wife one day and saying, I think I'm supposed to go to the seminary.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, we have kids who are in school yet. <laughs> like, like Both of them were in middle school, I think, at the time when I said that. And Donna's (laughs) eyes just got wide. And and we prayed about that and and, and together said, yeah, I think that is what you're supposed to do. And that was one of those things, kind of like what you were talking about, both of you, actually, what you were talking about, that on on a level you're just trusting that God's going to carry this through and that he's going to be there to to bring it to someplace good. And he promises that. Romans 8, 28, a favorite verse of mine. We know that all things work together for good for those who believe in God. And so even the hard things, even the rough things, God brings something good out of them. Um, and sometimes in very unexpected ways. Um, and so ultimately that, you know, I, he brought something good out of it. Look at where I am, what a blessing this is to me. Um, okay, so we're gonna start with the little introduction here and see where we go. I don't think it's super long. Um, and I'm hoping we got the sound and everything. I'm gonna hit the lights over here.
2: So quite a few years ago, I read a book by these Christian authors, and they actually interviewed non-Christians and asked them, "What do you think of Jesus' followers? What words come to mind?" And some of the very first words that came to mind for Christians for people that follow Jesus were judgmental, hypocritical, and divisive, and i have never been content with that being the description of Jesus' followers. Jesus calls us to represent him into this world, and the frustrating thing is those words are not just missing the mark by a little bit, they're completely opposite of what Jesus stood for and what he was all about. In fact, one of the first words I think of when I think of Jesus is the word grace. Jesus gives us grace, which is a free gift that none of us deserve judgment, which is what we're known for is literally the opposite. By definition, it's getting exactly what you do deserve. We're known for our hypocrisy. Jesus is known for good works. We're known for our division. Jesus is known for unifying us. And so how can we not only be missing the mark, but be completely the opposite of what Jesus has called us to be. I've never been content with that. And that's why I started to look back at the red letters of Jesus, you know, those red words in your Bible. And I started to identify what does Jesus ask his followers to do. And I found some patterns that were in there. And what I want to invite you to come alongside of is I want you to, I want to challenge you to put the words of Jesus into practice in your life over the next 40 days. That's what this red letter challenge is all about. Putting what Christ says into, into practice. And I believe that when we do that. We will change people's perception of who Jesus is and we'll change the story that we're telling of what a great savior he really is.
0: What a way to start a lesson. So I remember when I was nine years old, I loved basketball. I loved watching the
2: dream team at the Olympics. It was Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, and they were an amazing team. And so going into the Olympics that year, it wasn't who's gonna win the gold. Everybody knew the Americans were gonna win. It was who's gonna win silver or bronze. They won by 44 points a game average, and so they won the gold medal. In the 2004 Athens Olympics, I remember another story about an American shooter named Matthew Emmons. And he was like the dream team, far and away better than the rest of the field. And it got to the point where he was so dominant that we got to the last shots, and all he needed to do to secure the gold medal was simply hit the target anywhere on the page to win. So it turns out that when Matthew Edmonds was approaching his last shots at the Olympics, he was focusing on his breathing because as a shooter, that's what makes the difference is you want to slow that heart rate down as much as possible. So in between those beats per minute, you are shooting at just the right time. And so he was so focused on that. Sure enough, bullseye, bullseye, bullseye hit the target three times, right where he needed to, except there was one problem. Matthew Evans crossfired. He was supposed to hit the target over here, and he hit the target over here. He was focused on the wrong target, and he lost it all. And I feel like as followers of Jesus, many times we're so focused and we have good intentions, but but we're missing the mark when it comes to what Jesus is asking us to do. And the Red Letter Challenge is gonna help you identify what it is that we are called to do as his followers. What's amazing about the Matt Emmons story is you can literally have the greatest marksman in the world, but if you don't know what to focus on, then none of it matters. D.L. Moody once said that our greatest fear shouldn't be of failure, but of succeeding at something that doesn't matter. And I think that's the problem with followers of Jesus. We don't really know what we're shooting at. We don't know what to aim for. And so we can look at what people say about us and we can look at and say, we're not judgmental. We're not hypocritical. We're not divisive. Or what we can say is, you know what, maybe we haven't done things right all the time. Maybe we can do better at this. And after all that Jesus has done for me, I want to be the greatest follower I can. I want to be the greatest representation of who he is. And so I need to change. We all need to change. And that's what the Red Letter Challenge is all about. It's about helping you identify what we can do as followers of Jesus to help change the story we're telling of who Jesus is. The part of the problem is people grab something from over here and try it, and grab something from over here and try it. But I started thinking, Jesus has all the answers, and so let's just go back to what Jesus said. And as I did that, I noticed five main principles, let's call them five main targets of what we as his followers can shoot for. And so in the first week of the Red Letter Challenge, we're going to introduce you to those five main targets. And then every week following, we're going to give you one of those targets. And so the first one we're going to give you is is this target of being with Christ. How important it is to actually spend time with him in his word and to pray earnestly and to fast and to take a Sabbath and really rest in who he is and what he's done for us. After we've been with Jesus, we're going to learn about his forgiveness. How can we not when we spend time with Jesus? And so we're going to learn how to be forgiven of everything that we've done and how then we can give that forgiveness to others. After we've been forgiven, man, it makes total sense that we need to go. We need to serve. We need to meet needs in our community. And so we're going to talk about what it means to truly be servants of Jesus. And after we serve, it's amazing how many times Jesus talked about giving. I believe it's impossible to be a stingy Christian, so we're going to take a look at what it means to be a truly generous person. And then we're going to close it up by talking about what it means to go with the message of Jesus, that we are his eyewitnesses, and we get to tell people the good news that Jesus loved them, that Jesus died for them, and that Jesus has grace for them. And so I hope that you will join us on the next 40 days for the Red Letter Challenge. I believe that no matter who you are, if you've been a longtime Christian and you're feeling stale in your faith, if you were a brand new Christian, or if you're just wrestling with who Jesus is, I believe that by putting his words into practice, you will find the life that you were made for.
0: teasing me with that ending. Are we done? Are we done? We're done. Okay. So, talk about a time when you've missed the mark. That story about Matt Emmons is pretty, pretty powerful, isn't it? Do you have a story like that? Where you had good intentions, but you missed the mark? This isn't the time or place. (laughs) Some stories don't need to be shared publicly. That's true. (laughs) That's okay. All right, so I'm going to tell you a little story about that in the sermon. You'll hear it just about having good intentions to try and accomplish one thing, but not pulling that thing off. Um, But listen to this. This is the story of the Good Samaritan from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. Um, Behold, a lawyer stood up and put Jesus to the test, saying... Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, "What's written in the law? How do you read it?" And he answered, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself." And Jesus said to him, "You've answered correctly. Do this, and you'll live." But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, "And who is my neighbor?" Jesus replied, pouring on oil and wine. And then he set him on his own animal and he brought him to an inn and he took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him and whatever more you spend, I'll repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? The man said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. You know, both the priest and the Levite were trained up theologically. I mean, they had spent time in the Word of God, but they missed the mark. When there was someone in need, they avoided them. They did completely the opposite of what God wanted them to do. Part of the problem in the Christian faith is we don't always know what the targets to shoot for are. What are we what are we trying to do? What does it mean to truly follow Jesus? So as Pastor Zender talked about, we have five targets to shoot for as he's organized these different sayings of Jesus. The first one is being, being in Christ's presence. And basically what that means is being in the word of God, because we get to get close to Jesus by spending time in the word, by listening to what's being written there, by letting those words kind of have their way with us. And they form us. I mean, Scripture itself says that Scripture is powerful that it is sharper than ever, any two-edged sword dividing joints and marrow, that it, it gets to the heart of the matter and it actually changes us. Um, I had a pastor friend who used to like to say that the deeper you get into the word, the deeper the word gets into you and it becomes a thing that guides and leads you. So that's being. The second one is forgiving then. Having spent all that time with Jesus, we kind of understand what forgiving looks like because we understand what Jesus has done for us. But the challenge is that we also then get to do that for others. Um, And that's a hard thing. I've often thought that one of the the most frightening petitions in the Lord's Prayer is forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Because if you really think about it, what you're asking is, hey Jesus, listen, will you forgive me the way I forgive other people? Mm -hmm. And if you think about that, (laughs) that's a really terrifying prospect. (laughs) I'm not that good at that. So hopefully over time with the word kind of inside of you, you get to a point where you can say, hey, just as you're forgiving me, help me to forgive others in the same way, to share that grace with others and to be forgiving with them. The third item we talked about was serving, you know, having, having spent time with Jesus, having received that forgiveness that he gives to us, then it moves us to do something. Um, You know good works are important. They don't save us. We don't earn God's favor by the stuff that we do but We do good things as a response to what Christ has done for us With the forgiveness that he's given to us moves us then to share with others to do for others To reach out to those who are in need and who don't have it and to share what we have so we we're moved then towards serving the fourth thing is giving um, we have spent the last three weeks talking about some of that stuff in our stewardship campaign. Um, but as Pastor Zender said, it's it's not possible if you're really in the word to be a stingy Christian. Because you understand that everything that you have is a gift from God given to you to provide for you, but also to provide for those who have less. and And so we're moved to give and to be generous with what God has given to us. And finally, the last thing is going. And we go out, you know, Christ's last words to his disciples were go make disciples of all nations. And in some ways, that's not a great translation, because if you really look at the Greek underneath it, what he's saying is while you're going, he assumes you're going to be going. But the mission then is as you're going, you get to share this gospel with other people. You get to tell them about who Jesus is. You get to explain and tell your story about what he's done for you. And they come to know who Jesus is really. And, and are drawn into that. So those are the five targets that we're going to be shooting at. What do you think of those five is going to be the easiest for you?
1: Five. Five? five. Going? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm all the time going anyway, right?
1: <laughs> so that's easy. Share, sharing with other people.
0: Okay, so that's easy for you no no that's going to be the hardest for you hardest, hardest. okay that's the opposite right yeah yeah so what's the easiest i agree with that one that's a tough one and we're going to talk more about it each one does have different kind of giving different kinds of challenges is right fun. okay that's easy for you yeah cool okay yeah what about you Dave? Serving. serving that's that yeah that's kind of your dna isn't it, it is. yeah that's you're built into that so that one's simple that i get it what's going to be the hardest
1: Forgiving. forgiving. Forgiving
0: is a tough one. Forgiving is tough. And a lot of times the person that you, you have the hardest time forgiving is yourself. Um, and that's a really challenging one. Or what? Her.
2: Or, or her. <laughs>
0: yeah, with her. With with the me, her. Yeah.
2: Getting right. over.
1: Right, or him. <laughs> him. Getting over prejudice.
0: Okay, yeah. Is going to be one of those. That's prejudices. a challenge. Sure. You can't forgive your prejudiced. Right, right, because you've made a you made a judgment ahead of time, and that's what the word means. Yeah, so forgiving is tough. I agree with that. Anything else do you want to you want to think about? Which ones are going to stretch you the most, or you think you got room for growth? Well, I don't think I'm very good at at being. Oh, interesting. I don't, okay. I don't,
1: a lot of praying. I?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I so come
1: from that
0: So that's a change then, you know, how do I find time to be in the word, to be in prayer, to be to make that part of my daily routine?
1: I will admit, like I sometimes I'm, I'm struggle I'm with always, that too. I forgiving easy for me. Okay.
0: I just okay. To that right. My family
1: kept telling me i'm too forgiving
0: you can tell him i'm just trying to be like jesus up in here (laughs) so so to your point about the challenge of being i will tell you that in some ways that's hard for me too and y'all are going pastor what are you talking about but you know i'm in the word all the time i mean that's just that's part of my job but I'm not always in the Word devotionally. I'm in the Word a lot of times to pick it apart and to prepare sermons and that kind of stuff, but to be in the Word just to kind of let it be there, to, to read and to let it work on me and that kind of stuff is challenging. Um, I've, I've shared with you in here um, a couple of times, there's a terrific app that I have on my phone called Pray Now, um, which is the, the digital version of a book that Concordia Publishing House sells called The Treasury of Daily Prayer. Um, which has a a, a, combo, or, or a a Bunch of pieces put together for each day of the year. So there is um, Usually a psalm you open with a psalm. There's an Old Testament reading There's a New Testament reading and they're short enough that you can get this all done pretty quickly um, there is a, a verse from a hymn that just kind of gets you into the hymnody. There is a prayer um, and oftentimes and there's a writing um, some something from the Church Fathers or from the Book of Concord or something like that and and that has become my go-to now in the morning when I grab the phone because you know we're all bad about that first thing you do when you grab when you wake up is grab the phone right I grab the phone the first thing I hit is the pray now and so it brings me into the Word as the way to start my day and when I remember to do that I don't always um, my day usually goes better because it gets me into God's Word right off the bat. So. That's something that you can play with. Um, This will help you, too, because, I mean, as we go through this and you've got assignments every day, um, it'll get you into the Word every day. So this will be a a way of forming you in that. Um, Any other thoughts about it? I mean, we're going to end a little bit early. I told you today was a short session. Um, But any other thoughts about kind of what's ahead of us or what your excitement is or your fears or challenges or whatever? Pastor, Lynn.
1: Our... uh daily pace of life is a challenge to all five of these Yeah, it is. It is. And we sometimes let the
0: challenges, and the schedule of the day tire us out so much Mm -hmm. that we get lax
1: in what really is a good part of what our day should be. Right, right. Even if it's two minutes in the morning or two minutes at night to be in the Word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And usually best to do it in the morning. Luther yeah. Luther wrote a bunch of stuff about that, about how, you know, if you put off your time of praying, then Satan loves when you do that because you're going to put it off a little bit, and then Satan's going to find a reason for you to push it off further, and he's going to keep pushing it off until it's no longer an important thing. Um, so, you know, if you make that the very first thing that you do, then you, you've accomplished that task. It's the same reason that the Navy SEALs tell you you got to make your bed in the morning. Right, because then you've accomplished a thing (laughs) truly and and that then sets you on a trajectory where you continue to accomplish things and to do things by the same token, if you get into the word first thing in the morning then it gets you in there and you tend to stay in there it's a good thing any other thoughts? You had something, H.T. well,
1: uh, I think going is going to be difficult for a lot of reasons
0: like being too busy but Somehow, I never visualized myself knocking on somebody's door right. and a prayer with them. Right. But you see these uh, these guys in the black suits on the bicycle. Yeah. 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 I don't agree with their religion, but boy, you sure got to respect their evangelism. They're not messing around, are they? Yeah, that's a good point. So, and I think, yeah, I haven't, I haven't dug deep into that part of it, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about that kind of stuff. How, how do we serve as witnesses to what Christ has done? And I think it's not as intimidating as it feels like it ought to be. Because a lot of it is about being open to sharing with people just what your story is. And we're all pretty good at telling our own story. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that I can take down some of the some of the fear and, and bring that bar down a little bit to make that a simpler task. Yeah. yeah, so we'll talk about that. But I think you're right. We that's That's one of the things that we're all of us, I think, a little fearful of. How do I go out and evangelize? You know, we put big church word on it, and everybody's like, Whoa, "I don't know." <laughs> you went to the seminary; you tell me. <laughs> but so we'll we'll talk more about that. Yeah. What was it? Hard
1: to do that with my own family. Sure. Yeah. In fact, it's hard. To see. Yeah. Strangers, fine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> That's good. The 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 trick is that it's most effective in the in the context of a relationship. When it's somebody who knows you and knows that you care about them and that what you're sharing is shared out of a place of love, it has a lot more impact than you know proselytizing to the guy at the gas pump. (laughs) You know, it's just it's a different thing. All right, any other thoughts, comments, questions, complaints? Maybe we should start in our own families. Well, always, absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, that's it's a small catechism. This is one of the great things in the small catechism. Luther opens it with, as the head of the household should teach his children. Um, and you're right. I, I think our faith and the way we live it out starts in our families. And then that empowers us and it, and it gives us confidence to share it.
1: Future generations
0: seem to be losing it. There you go. And that's, you know, yeah, they need to know the, how important it is. My children and the grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. One of the scariest quotes that I have heard, and I don't remember who said it, was Christianity is always one generation away from disappearing. Mm-hmm. If we don't pass it down, if our children don't understand the importance of this gift that we have, that's it. So we need they need to be in the Word. They need to be hearing this. One oh, crop be. away from... Starvation. That too. (laughs) (laughs) That too. All right, yeah, Dave. You know, to talk about Ken's point, I was reading an article by
2: uh, Pew Research, and it was talking about the fact that uh, the greatest generation, the baby boomers, are still identifying with one branch of of Christianity. I mean, could be different denominations, but Christianity is like 40%. Right. You get down to millennials, it's 19%. Right.
0: And right. Defiance, Christians. Right. Yeah, that's scary. That scary. It is scary. All right. Any other thoughts? I have a question for you. If you're Go going ahead. To this um, website called EPSS No. Do you think about that? No. He, he yeah, it's
1: a, it's a advertisements that it come on. I noticed it on the sports uh,
0: networks uh, where it talks about who Jesus really was the fact
2: that he loved us and he cared about us Me. and then it says at the end it says he gets us.com hmm. but like at the cardinal
0: St. Louis cardinal baseball, it says uh he forgives errors Right <laughs> behind <laughs> <laughs> um i found the site i don't know who put it up they're not real clear about that
1: There's no Really? That's
0: interesting. Yeah, I'm always skeptical of that if they're if they're not transparent about who they are. So, so that's
2: interesting. Your Bible? <laughs> no, I hope so. Does ever had buddy have a Bible in their phone? Yeah, phone with the Bible in it.
0: Yeah, that's an easy way to get into it. it. <laughs> 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 there, yeah, there are lots of good ones, including um, Greek. So I will tell you, I know that um, the Red Lighter Challenge folks have a, a partnership kind of deal with U Version, um, which you probably heard. I think that is that the one you're talking about? Oh, that's a different one. Okay, U um, Version. There's bunches, These yeah. Bibles in different languages, so if you, you read in different languages, yeah. you can also um, yeah. So U version, Y O U version, if you want to look for that app, um, is one. Blue letter is the one you're using. I use a, something called Logos, but that's a whole different. U version and uh, yours are
2: oh, well, both free. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Blue letter is free, yeah. and.
2: Great. Yeah, no, they are, are terrific. You don't carry
0: a book. I ordered a um, book. With, yeah. ah, you like, like the paper. A phone. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of people like those dead <laughs> tree <laughs> versions of things. I, I get it. U um, <laughs> version has a partnership with Red Letter Challenge, so you'll probably find some reading plans tied to Red Letter Challenge if you're on U version. Um, so that's something to look for too. All right. Here's a quote for you. Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself leo tolstoy actually Um, so we're going to launch into this stuff let me close this with a prayer lord god heavenly father we thank you for your word um both your word in the in the body and person of jesus christ but also your word preserved for us in the scriptures Um, we pray that uh, your word would help to guide and lead us that you would form us through your word we ask for your strength and encouragement over the next 40 days as we dig into this and as we seek to listen to your son and to do what he says. Um, help us in that, that we might glorify your name and bring more people to know the joy that is your son, Jesus Christ, and the salvation that we have through him. Change us, mold us, guide us, and lead us. We ask it all in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. thanks everybody have a great week make sure you grab
1: a copy of the book sign up for a small group and we'll dig into it next week